that's that when I think happy, that's what I'm saying. Will I have moments of happiness if I'm watching Netflix? Absolutely. Sure. Will I get fulfillment at the same level as if I went to the gym and got a really good workout? No. The answer is just no. It's not going to be the same. What is going to fulfill you most is the question that should guide you. And and I'm 34 years old. I wish that I knew that when I was younger. I really, really do. Because if I had known that, I would have, I'll tell you what, I would have made some very, very different decisions. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 1,182, How Often Are You Living intentionally today for episode number 1183 a powerful question to start asking yourself today i was hanging out with taryn last saturday i think yeah we were hanging out on saturday i finished my calls i finished my work and i was planning on watching ufc saturday night and i walked out into the living room and i said to taryn I don't know. Do I want to go to the gym? And then I just sat there and thought about it for a second. And I said, you know, I should really probably go box. I mean, I haven't been to the the boxing gym in a long time. It really, really good to get a workout in like that cardio. I don't know. I don't really feel like doing it. I'm just not in the mood. I don't want to get all sweaty. I don't want to, I don't want to drive there. I don't want to do any of this. And I asked myself a simple question that I think we've probably mentioned in the past, but again, common Knowledge is not always common practice, and something that you learned is not always something that you're doing, right? Like, Can I guess? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. What would the best version of Kevin do? No. Damn. It's it's along those lines. This is what I said. I said, instead of asking myself, what is the thing I would be happiest doing, or what is the easiest thing, what would I be most fulfilled doing, and what would I be most thankful for after? That's what I asked myself. Yeah. And then I ended up going to the gym. I had a amazing cardio session and I did I think I did an hour and a half on the bag so I did like an hour and a half really really hard cardio I came home and I was on top of the world I felt great I felt amazing the reason I use the word happy and again your definition of these might be different but at this point for me I have the belief and the experience and and again it's, it's all personal experience happiness is results driven so If I sit on the couch and watch something, I will feel good for a short period of time. That's that when I think happy, that's what I'm saying. Will I have moments of happiness if I'm watching Netflix? Absolutely. Sure. Will I get fulfillment at the same level as if I went to the gym and got a really good workout? No. The answer is just no. It's not going to be the same. So when I'm, and I tried to ask myself that today, Alan, I told, I told Alan as of recording this today has just been. I'm struggling. I am I am burning the candle at both ends. It's been it's been a long month. It's been a long year. It's been a long week. It's just it's catching up with me. And I tried to ask myself that question today. And honestly, 
the answer I came up with, it's interesting, Alan. I said, what would you be most fulfilled doing? And I said, honestly, I would be most fulfilled taking a rest because I do believe that's what's best for me over the course of the next week and next month. That's actually the answer I got. Because I'm, I think one of the reasons I'm frustrated with myself right now is because I'll get, I'll be in bed at nine and I'll say, all right, cool. I'm going to go, I'm going to get a good night's sleep and I'm just going to get after it tomorrow. When the reason I'm saying I need a good night's sleep is not necessarily because I haven't been sleeping. It's because I'm burning down and I'm burnt out. And then I get up again and I try to do the same thing. And it's just this never ending cycle of, of jeffing forward. But I do think it's a, it's a valuable question for you to ask yourself, not what would feel best in the moment, not what is the most simple thing? Not what is the easiest thing? Not is what would make me happy in the short term? What would I be most fulfilled doing? And what would I be most grateful for after I did it? I think it's a nice little paradigm shifter that at least makes you think below the normal layer of awareness. Well, uh, optimizing for fulfillment is a topic that I adore. I think, you know, some people optimize for pleasure and we've talked about this in the past, but essentially there's in my speech that I gave at Next Level Live last year, and we actually have a course of Next Level Live if anyone's interested on the website. But in my speech, I talk about engineering a life that you love. And I talk about designing. That's what engineering is, designing a life that you love. And I talk about the the John Lennon story of John Lennon was a little kid and the teacher gave an assignment. What do you want to be when you grow up? And John Lennon said, happy. And the teacher said, you don't, you don't understand the assignment. And John Lennon, apparently, I don't know if this is true, said, you don't understand life. And I've seen that meme, you know, many times. I've, I've heard that story many times. And I opened my speech with that. And I said, while I understand what John Lennon was talking about, if that story is, is true, I actually disagree. I disagree that happiness is what we should be optimizing for. Because I think, first of all, what is happiness? Cheeseburgers. Uh, Yeah, cheeseburgers, right? Exactly. So what is happiness? And do we even know how how we define happiness? Does anyone really know? And do we know how to achieve it? Do we know how to sustain it? Even in the Constitution, the U.S. Constitution in particular, uh, it says the pursuit of happiness. And if you've ever seen the movie, The Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith, you understand that, that it's a movie about the pursuit of success and fulfillment, really. And so I think happiness is broken into three parts. I call this the happiness framework, quote unquote. It's actually three parts. What we call happiness is broken down into joy, which is number one, enjoying the moment. Right now I'm in the moment, enjoying this podcast episode, genuinely. Number two is happiness or or pleasure rather, not, not happiness, pleasure. So number one is joy. Number two is pleasure. Pleasure is, and I always use an Oreo. I eat this Oreo. It is delicious, and I absolutely love it. So, Kev, I've been eating cookies and cream Halo Top. Great, great. I think cookie dough and cookies and cream Halo Top. If you've never had Halo Candy Top, bar. Candy bar it is, is the best. I don't know where to get it. They don't have it That's at my store. That's the best. That's so. probably why, yeah. So, uh, I got to check again. But what I'll do is I'll crunch up Oreos. Halo Top, for those of you who don't know, and apparently, Kev, I, I think they're primarily U.S. Because in Canada, there's not a lot. Uh, but anyways, so if you've never had Halo Top before, essentially what it is is a bodybuilder's dream because you can have an entire pint of ice cream for like 320 calories, but not when you do what I do, which what I do is I put it in a bowl, the whole pint, and I crunch up Oreos on top, and then I do chocolate sauce. <laughs> yeah, man. 
getting fit. Uh, but it's a lot of protein. I don't know what a pint has for protein. Do you? I think it's like, isn't it like 25 grams? It's crazy. Yeah, it's a good amount. It's yeah. a good amount. Like an entire pint has like 20. I think it's 20 plus, honestly. 20 plus. So whenever I'm low on protein, uh, last night we didn't have as much chicken in the Instapot as usual. I end up doing Halo Top to make up for it. But anyways, so, why am I talking about Halo Top? Halo Top is delicious. Cookies and cream, Oreos on top, crunched up, and then chocolate sauce. Great. That is pleasurable. And anyone who denies that is just lying. Okay? <laughs> There's a reason we crave salt, sugar, and fat. There's a reason why difficult workouts are difficult. There's a reason why it's easier to watch Netflix and stay in bed and in your comfy warm co- covers than it is to go to the gym you know, and get in your cold car if you're in, in New England and it's, you know, w- winter or in the Northern Hemisphere, rather. Okay. These things are difficult and they're not really pleasurable. And so in my early life, I grew up in what I call a pleasure-centered paradigm where it's a deep belief that life is about having fun. Life is about enjoying yourself. And if you have that belief, whether it's conscious or subconscious, you're in a little bit of trouble because usually what is most pleasurable in the moment is actually not good for you long term. And you can think of anything, drugs, alcohol, Netflix, binge watching, overeating ice cream, like one pint a night is fairly excessive. But like if I have a pint of Halo Top two times a week with all the fixins and the Oreos and stuff, and as long as I'm working out and in shape... Like, is that okay? And again, that's for me to decide. But the point is, is number one is joy. Are you in the present moment enjoying the present moment? Okay. Number two is pleasure, which is result reliant. You know, pleasure is result reliant. In other words, if this podcast episode goes well, I'll feel a moment of pleasure. If it does not, then I won't. I'll feel bad about myself. I'll feel bad about my performance. I'll feel bad, whatever. I'll feel a negative emotion. That's okay. Third and most important is fulfillment. Is it possible to feel bad, a negative emotion of, of damn, I feel guilty that that podcast episode was not nearly as good as I thought it would be, or as good, maybe I wasn't prepared, or maybe I talked too much, or I said, um, or whatever, but also being fulfilled as a human being. I'm grateful we showed up. Bonnie here. I just wanted to share my experience with group coaching and some of the things that I got out of it. So going into group coaching, I was not tracking any habits at all. And so now some of them have become habits. I'm happy to say I wake up, I have a glass of water without even thinking about it anymore. So now I think it's probably time to gear up. I highly encourage people to jump into group coaching. There's so much information And so stick with it and um, carry on and your life will be better for it. Kev, we have messed up so many speeches and podcasts at this stage, but I'm fulfilled as a man, even though I don't feel good after. I remember the first speech, we gave three speeches in Milwaukee. I know you've all heard a lot about that. For new listeners, we gave three speeches in Milwaukee recently. First speech went awesome, went better than I thought it would. Second speech, not as, not as good. Third speech, even worse. And and what we realize now is the older kids are less open to self-improvement from our perspective. And also, I think our performance could have been better and adjusted based on that. Here's my point. After the first speech, I was like on cloud nine. This is great. There's pleasure. I feel good. Feel great. Okay. After the second speech, I was in the back room with Kev like, uh, what happened there? Did you notice like 
that was like not as good. And you were, you were like, honestly, I liked our performance. Mm-hmm. You're like, I think our performance was good. So you were feeling the fulfillment of we showed up and did our best. Yeah. I was feeling the contemplation of like, holy crap, what am I missing from this equation? This does not feel good. I don't think we did a great job. So, or at least when it comes to the audience's perception of it. So I think joy, happiness, and fulfillment, and to Kevin's original question of this episode, what is going to fulfill you most is the question that should guide you. And, and I'm 34 years old. I wish that I knew that when I was younger. I really, really do. Because if I had known that, I would have, I'll tell you what, I would have made some very, very different decisions. It's an interesting way to look at it. And that's, that's always my goal is to at least give you the opportunity to, I won't even say raise your awareness, but change your awareness. That for me was a nice little reframe of I would, I'm planning on watching UFC in however many hours. I would love to just relax. I would love to just relax. I think that would feel really good. It would feel really good to put my feet up on the couch, throw something on and just hang out. But I do know that I would be more fulfilled. I would be prouder of myself. I would be more whole. Although I'm expending a large amount of energy, I know I'm filling my cup. That. It's what's going to fill my cup versus what's going to... I don't don't really have an analogy, but it's not necessarily draining your cup to watch Netflix, but it's not filling it. It's not going to fill it the same way. Now, what I will say is every night, Tara and I watch an episode of Bones. I know. Shout out to Jenna. Jenna mentioned that she was watching uh, Bones in the in Next Level Nation the other day. But every night, Tara and I do that. That fills my cup. Spending time with my wife in bed, snuggling, watching our show. Awesome. But if we did that all day, every day, it wouldn't be it very would fulfilling. It would not be fulfilling. Yeah. It wouldn't be very fulfilling. In a weird way, the stuff that we did outside of that would be fulfilling. That's the interesting thing is I am so fulfilled I don't, I I won't say everything I do is fulfilling. Trust me. I do not like doing some of the stuff I do, but when it comes down to it, it is fulfilling because I do feel like we're making progress on the mission, right? So tracking finances every day kind of sucks. Honestly, it kind of sucks, especially as the business grows, there's more expenses and I have to go through every one and it's like $15 and 49 cents. Yeah, $1,200. This, this, this. 1795 boss. 1795 boss. So <laughs> that's not necessarily something that makes me happy, and there's very little pleasure in that. But when I get to the end of a really challenging day, I'm fulfilled. I'm fulfilled, and I'm fulfilled in the process of doing it. So I think it's just a nice little reframe. And another time when I use this, Alan, is Tara and I'll have something planned. And again, I have that thing of, you know, I'm – and this, this is a fine line, but I'm tired. I don't want to do anything. And we'll have this thing planned where we're going to go, whatever. Maybe we're going to go on a hike in the summer, whatever it is. And I'll literally say to myself, you will be fulfilled after you do this. I know you will. It's not always super enjoyable on the ride somewhere. It's not always super enjoyable when you're getting ready for something. But oftentimes when you're in the process of and shortly thereafter, you say, wow, I'm really, really thankful. I'm really, really grateful. I'm very proud of the fact that I did that. I think that's a good way to measure things. Uh, you have two minutes. I have two minutes. Thank you for that. Cool. I was on the, I always say the phone, but I was on a call. I was on Zoom with a NLU team member and I have a framework that I actually want to share with everybody. It's called Optimizing for Fulfillment. It's the it's the pyramid of fulfillment is what it's called. And we do we go through this in group coaching and we go pretty in depth with it. But essentially what it is, is there's 21 categories 
And it's kind of like a more 21st century version of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, if you're familiar with that. But it, it's a pyramid with five levels. This is next level university, next level you. And the first level has your physical needs, which is sleep, hydration, nutrition, training, mobility, body checkups, you know, doctors and dentists, that kind of stuff. And then the next level, level two, is more of your physical, mental, and emotional needs. And then level three is mostly emotional needs. And then level four and five are your spiritual needs. And the spiritual needs are growth and contribution. And what I think is interesting is if you're in a place in your life now where some of your basic needs are are met. So I'll give you an example. So I'm wearing a really nice shirt right now, or at least what I consider to be a really nice shirt. And when I was a kid, we used to shop at Salvation Army when we didn't have money. And I never really had a lot of nice things. So now I've got like an aura ring and I've got this really nice shirt and I've got nice pants on and I can afford new shoes and you know, I've got AirPods and a brand new iPhone. It's not brand new, but it's like one of the newer ones. I think it's the 11 or something. And, and now I, 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 my point is, is that a lot of my basic needs are met now. Emilia and I have a housekeeper now. Like there's certain things that I used to struggle to, to, um, I guess the best way to put this is I used to have to put time and effort into things that were much less fulfilling. And now Kevin and I have built a life and a business. We've designed and engineered a life and a business where we can do more percentage, more percentage, more percentage of the things that are fulfilling. But what's ironic about this is that how many years did we have to grind doing unfulfilling stuff in order to get to that place where we can ultimately do more fulfilling work? And so Kevin, uh, we've been celebrating him a lot lately. In 2022, we're reflecting on the year. Kevin's done over 700 podcasts. So if you if you talk about Next Level University and Podcast Growth University, his other podcasts, and then the other shows that he's been on, and a huge shout out to Laura, because Laura um, and anyone else who has contributed, but mostly Laura, is so good at getting him out on these other aligned shows. In her department, she's crushing it. Most successful department at NLU. But the point is, is that Kevin is fulfilled podcasting. He loves to podcast. He loves to meet new podcasters. He gets to learn about the world through all these people. And I used to podcast often too on these other shows. And it was not as fulfilling for me as it is for Kevin. And I do know that. Mm -hmm. Just like Kevin does coaching and coaching is not as fulfilling for him. Whereas I spent an extra half an hour with a client yesterday just talking about goals and dreams because I'm so obsessed with it and I'm so fulfilled after. That doesn't mean it's easy. That doesn't mean I'm always in joy. That doesn't mean that it's pleasurable. Sometimes it's brutal and hard and difficult, but it is deeply fulfilling. And I think that if you can take this episode and ask yourself this simple question, not just what's going to be most fulfilling now, but most importantly, what can I build my life around that is actually going to be more percentage, more percentage, more percentage, more percentage, the time and effort spent invested in the things that are fulfilling, even if, and this is an Oprah Winfrey quote, she says, do what you have to do. So that eventually you can do what you want to do. Now, are you always going to want to podcast when you've done 700 before this year? No. That doesn't mean it won't be fulfilling. And at least at the end of the day, you can be proud of yourself for the hard work that you've done and for the life that you've built. You know, And I think that life is supposed to get better, not worse over time, assuming you're actually getting better and building towards something deeply meaningful. Next Level Nation, if you are looking for more fulfillment, one of the ways to be fulfilled is to focus on growth. 
And that is exactly what group coaching is all about. Our ninth round starts January 3rd, 2023. Start the year off with a bang and get in a community with nine other people, plus Alan, plus myself, plus Jesse, our assistant coach, and get to the next level. Start the year strong. Don't let another year go by where you're not chasing your dreams, where you're not growing at the rate you want. And honestly, most importantly, where you're not truly fulfilled. Tomorrow for episode number 1184, three simple mindset shifts that can change your life. We used to be the hyperconscious podcast. When you change the way you think, you change the way you act, you change the way you live. Anything we can do to help you shift your mindset, we are all in. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. Happy Monday. We will talk to you tomorrow. See you at the next level. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.